You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. It's very fortunate sometimes that I live in Texas, and I know you do too, Shannon. So, you know, seasons are changing quickly oftentimes in Texas. Where, yeah, if you don't like the weather in Texas, just wait a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take very long lots of times. So it's interesting because, um, you know, winter is sometimes short, even though this one was actually kind of a real winter. And if you're listening up north or in Canada, then you're like, eh, you guys are wimps. You don't even know what yeah, winter is. Yeah, we're like, is. ooh, we had snow and ice once or twice. Yeah, it was all, <laughs> oh, it was amazing. But, you know, seasons do change. And sometimes there's things that come along with it that are totally unexpected. And sometimes there's newfound things that are like, wow, I had no idea about that part of this life and, and what it could mean and what it opens and, up as possibilities. And I love what I heard uh, John Townsend and Henry Cloud saying about the changing of seasons from one to another, that you really can't embrace what a new season brings into your life until you're willing to say goodbye to the old season. And I love the fact that we're going to be talking with uh, with a gal today who's really going to bring that concept to life. Corey, why don't you let our listeners know how we know Deb? Yes, this is this is an interesting journey that this has gone on the last couple of weeks. That you know, one of the, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Just in case you didn't catch that, and one of the things we love is is hearing from our listeners and hearing from the people that hey, this is what your what your show is meant to us, or this is how you've impacted my life or, and what we also love is this is some of the things that I still want help with, or this is what's going on in my life. And so recently a listener emailed in just saying that she's been listening for a long, for the last year and it's has found it kind of lacking in the area of what she is living in her life. And so let me explain that just real quick because I, I completely agree and understand that, there's times in life that as you get older in age that the way she describes it is her and her husband have had up, up and down marriage, but for the most part, really pretty good. And the kids are grown and mostly out of the home, but they're still there or that might be reversed. Actually, they might even be in the house more, but they're mostly grown and gone. And, but the level of intimacy and in their sex life has changed dramatically to where now all of a sudden her husband is just enjoying the times together that they're not having sex to where it's like, I'm not even interested in sex. And she's saying, wait, that has not been covered by you guys. And so I'm sitting there thinking, hey, you know what? She is absolutely correct. So She is right. So oftentimes we focus on a sexless marriage as being this broken, dysfunctional thing because one desperately wants it and the other one doesn't. But we have overlooked the fact that, you know what? Sometimes two people are really content in the relationship with other forms of intimacy besides sexual intimacy. And our philosophy is if it isn't broken, we don't want to try to fix it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's also one of those, too, that to help explore this more, I reached out to Deb. That's who that's the emailer, the listener. And she sent this message to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, by the way, just in case someone else has something out there they want to address or bring up or call us to task on because I'm totally open to that. And so I said, hey, Deb, this is one of those things that you're absolutely correct. We've not covered this. Would you be interested in coming on the show so that we can? And lo and behold, Deb, how are you doing? (laughs) 
I am doing very well, Corey. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us and taking the time out to to be on a show with us. I mean, I think this is an, an incredible chance to just let's talk more in detail about kind of your journey, what you've discovered, but also let's dive more into this idea of, okay, what do you do with, with our life as we age and as things change? Because I would have, based on the tone of your email, some of the things that have gone on in your marriage recently were, are, are shocking or surprising to you. It's like, I didn't expect this to happen. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. I also picked out, and Shannon's also mentioned it, that there's also parts of that are like, wait, wait, there's also some really good things going on. There's some great parts of this that I, I, I kind of like this too. So, can, I mean, can you explain a little bit? I mean, what what did I leave out from my real brief paraphrase of your, of your email? <laughs> um, well, my husband and I are coming up on 32 years. And, Congratulations, um, by the way. That's 32 <laughs> years of you. marriage, not 32 years old, right? We just want to no, clarify that. No, 32 years audience. of marriage in a, in, a, in a couple of weeks, yeah. Okay. And, um, and, and we have four kids, and we've had, we've had a great life together. We've had a great sex life together. And, and you know, we're, we're in a different phase of our life, and I didn't expect to hit 50 and not have the sex life life I had before, but yet on the other side of it, the intimacy level between my husband and I is so much more ramped up than it ever was before. So, you know, it's this, it's this toss up that because, because I still have a desire for it. It's just, he's, he's a bit older than me and, and his desire seems to have way calmed down and, um, and that's okay with him. I mean, he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem, he doesn't say to me, you know, that, that he wishes there was more sex in our lives and, and, and even the times when I bring it up and want to talk about it, he, he, he has said to me, you know, Things are great. I don't think there's anything wrong with our lives. I love our lives. And if we didn't ever have sex again, it would be fine with me. I would be a content man. He has said that to me. So, wow. you know, I I, I, I can't take him to task on that. I, I love having a content husband. So. <laughs> sure. Now, talk to us about your contentment, Deb. Was this an adjustment that you had to make or, you know, how... Yeah. Tell yeah, me about your adjustment yeah. level. It 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 was an adjustment. It has been an adjustment. Um, you know, I, I I just feel like in the last ten years, you know, my sexual energy has just ramped up and where I have seen his waning. So it's been this kind of dichotomy because in our younger years I know he was much more the pursuer and, and I just feel like although I I don't I don't necessarily pursue him mainly because of some of the talks that we've had, um, you know, about him just being content and being happy. Sometimes I feel like when I pursue him, it's like, you know, wait a minute, <laughs> I told you I don't. So, you know, it, 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 it that part of it's hard for me. But are, are, um, are you saying that you're afraid that if you pursued him, he would interpret that as I expect this from you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Do you feel satisfied 
to the same degree that he feels satisfied? Or was there a season of disappointment there of, you know, like grieving the loss of, you know, yeah, of, there's, of that there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely a grieving of, of, I, I'm sure I went through a period of time where he knew I, I just wasn't happy. And, and what he did with that was what I what I remember is that you know he just really ramped up the 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 intimacy. We we share at least one day a week together, a whole day because we both have a day off, and and we we go and we're together and we talk and we we know each other better now than we ever have in our married life before. I mean, we just oh, wow. talk about it. We just talk about everything. He is my best friend. And and that's not just something I say. He right. is. He is. I you know we tell oh, each we other everything. You. Yeah, yeah, we tell each other. And and that makes me more physically attracted to him. <laughs> so you know that it's this. Yeah, there are times when um it, when we're out and we're doing things that that you know that we take advantage of that, but not as much as I want to. So I. Where in the process of the the increase of depth in your intimacy relationship and the mm-hmm. decrease in the physical side of it, how are those did they are they correlated in the sense of did did one really start to deepen as the other lessened? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we made a concerted effort to really become closer and and to talk with each other more um i i know you know a good between five and ten years ago it it just really became a you know like this is what we're going to do this is this is what we need to do with our relationship we we need to know each other we need to be able to talk about anything Mm -hmm. and so that's it it became it became our our focus um initially it extremely ramped up the sexual part of it okay just doing that really really ramped everything up because a um, woman who feels close emotionally to her husband yes, naturally ab- feels close sexually right absolutely and and it was i mean it was it was hot 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 for for a good two or three years there where we were working on it and and I don't know whether it's an age thing with him or whether it, it is the, um, he just, you know, we, the closeness, the intimacy just hit him at a point where it, that's, that's what he really needed. And, and once that was met, the sexual side for him, I think it, the the need just kind of dropped off okay. because because what he needed from me he was getting so is this something that the need dropped off in the sense that he stopped pursuing but is still open to it or the need dropped off as in I don't even want to even do it if you initiate it no he just stopped the pursuing okay he it, it, he's definitely still open to it and you know and it, and it's not like we just don't ever okay um, we just don't as much as we used to. <laughs> and, and Deb, was part of your grieving process a concern? Like I'm, I'm, envi- I'm trying to envision how most women would respond typically or stereotypically that they would fear that 
oh gosh, is he involved with another woman or is he looking at porn or am I not pretty to him anymore? Is he right. not attracted to me anymore? Did all those questions roll around in your mind at first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, not the porn, not another woman. That never did. But absolutely, I, I just, I started feeling like, you know, maybe I'm not physically attracted to him. Maybe I, um, you know, maybe he doesn't look at me the same way anymore. How can I change that, you know? But um, it, just from his feedback, I don't think that's the case. So okay. he's he's very verbal with his compliments and and always you know he just he's he's one of these husbands that everyone wants to have you know I guess there are women out there who don't want the sex and they just want this part and that would be that you know he'd be he'd be right up there at the top of the list so for them so his emotional affirmation calmed your fears and anxieties about it being you. You didn't take it as rejection when you saw that he was actually very emotionally and relationally accepting of you. Right. Right. And I think that that's key that as a couple transitions from the really sexually active season into the not so active season, that there is that verbal affirmation and that building of the emotional relationship. And I totally love that, uh, that you guys have been so intentional to build that. And it makes me wonder you know, for couples who do have really hot, active sex lives, do they sometimes have sex instead of talking and really getting to know each other? Do you think that sometimes uh-huh. people do gravitate so much toward the physical that they don't get to know each other, you know, verbally and emotionally as much as they could and should? Well, I know in our life, you know, that that was very true. That was very true in our in our the younger years of our marriage. I am not one that likes to open up at all. So that was an easy out for me. <laughs> so um, so absolutely, it is much harder to be open emotionally than it is to be sexually. It just is. I mean, you, sure it if, is. if you're really going to be open emotionally and be able to speak whatever you, you are thinking and feeling, that is being much more naked than being naked. Right. And the, well the lights are on and you're eye to eye, you're reading each other's body language, you're having to, right. you know, think of things to say. Whereas with sex, that communication is just, hey, I can turn off the light and just yeah. work through the motions and right. fake my way through it and go to sleep feeling like, okay, well, we're connected. We know each other. Right. Really interesting dynamic. Corey, what do you have to well, think uh, about all this? Deb, what jumps out to me is it sounds like you have a husband that is, he's into you. He's just mm-hmm. into you in a different way now. Yeah. Which then means yeah. if, if you are at the point of, okay, I love this part of it, but I still want this other part of it, you're having to to grow into a different role of right. really seeking the physical side of it because it's what you want and being unashamed and, and uh, assertive about it even. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it It's not... There's no more of that, you know, sort of that game playing of he pursues and I, you know, I I, I tease him and stuff. There, there's none of that. If I if I want sex, I have to be the pursuer. There, there's no bones about it. Okay, now. and so, is that and are you okay with that? Yeah, that was my question. Is that, is that a comfortable role for you? Um, not totally yet. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. 
good for you. I think we can, I, I hate to use this expression, but I can't resist. I think that old dogs can learn new tricks. And for yeah. us women who are aging, who are getting older, whose husbands are slowing down, you're right. Sometimes we're the ones who are wanting it or needing it. And we do have to learn to be the initiators. Don't you think right. that it's unfair that, that God wired men to, to hit their sexual peak at 19 and for women it's like in their 40s or 50s? And that's just when men are starting to slow down. Yes, absolutely. But I guess that if we were both going through our hormonal peaks at 19, we there, we would be making babies really fast. In life. Yeah. Well, there'd be, there'd be no work getting done in the world, too. Everybody too busy having sex. The colleges and universities would have no students showing up for class (laughs) so deb what is what has been um interesting about the the new role you're in for you what's what's kind of what kind of awareness have you had in yourself of like wow i didn't know i had that ability or man i'm really scared about being the pursuer i mean what can you talk about that for a second um yeah i i don't know um I don't know that I've thought a whole lot about it. it. It's, it's, you know, it's been kind of thrust on me and it's just been something I've been going through, but, but I do, there are times when I find myself having to think through what I'm going to do when he comes home. I mean, I, because I, I can't, that just natural inclination of this is what you do isn't there because okay. it's, you know, it's never been, it's never been um, used. So um, it, it's something I have to use more so that it becomes more natural to me. Well, so it, I, I, if you think back to the times when you were the pursued, did you still mm-hmm. ha- didn't you still have times, though, where you would be the initiator, but it might have been subtle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you brought that out a number of times, and I know I'm a very subtle initiator. Okay. I know I am. And so, so. The, the subtlety's not working as, much, as well anymore? Yeah, no, uh-uh, that's goes right out the window nothing happens <laughs> okay so so it's really i mean because what i'm thinking that could be helpful is okay so you continue with the subtlety but then you follow it up with a little more straightforwardness right yeah well the the, the subtle is it, that's more my style and that's usually where i start okay um, what i have to learn to do is switch gears in my brain and go Okay, that's not working. Now I need to I need to do something a little bit more out there. So you're, you're that's, having that's... to learn to ask for what you need. Right. Right. Yeah, and that that is scary. That is vulnerability yeah. right there because yeah, there's a risk absolutely. of rejection. Yep. And, right. And then what do you do when you verbalize the need and and your partner's not willing to meet that? It requires enormous courage to verbalize that I need something and I would really enjoy yeah. it coming from you. So good right. for you, though, for realizing that this is not outside of the realm of my possibilities here, that this is something that I can learn to do, that I, I, I'm putting myself out there to do. This also, this conversation reminds me, when I was writing The Sexually Confident Wife, I was talking about how, you know, there are issues in times when intercourse or, you know, any other type of genital contact mm-hmm. just simply isn't practical or possible and that one good thing that couples can do is to focus on the extremities. And what I meant by that is that rather than focusing on the the genitalia, focus on mm-hmm. massaging each other's arms and legs. And right. a scalp massage can be a really 
therapeutic, almost right. climactic thing. Or a, for me, it's a foot rub. I, mean, I just, I, yeah. I would, I would have a hard time choosing between a foot rub or an orgasm because <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy them both. So, you know, focusing on other things that you can do that puts you skin to skin with your partner that uh-huh. releases oxytocin in the same way. Uh, is always yeah. a good thing for for couples who are entering into this season or who or who have been in the season for a long time because I would think that if you're not being intentional and connecting sexually as often as you used to that that oxytocin level drops and that then depression can set in and anxiety and all those other negative emotions that the oxytocin flow kind of medicates so w- would you agree with that that as the sex wanes the physical affection and skin to skin really needs to kind of be ramped up a little bit just to keep things healthy and to keep your hormones flowing correctly yeah absolutely that there there's no doubt about it there there has to be more um more more hugs, more kissing, more cuddling, more hand holding. More mm-hmm. hand holding. Yeah, I, I find myself just holding his arm when we're walking. You know, not because that that puts my body closer to him than hand holding. And and when we're at the movie theater, I'll rub the back of his neck and and up in his hair. And um, it, <laughs> I can yeah. just see him. I can just see him like shoulders creeping up and grin on his face and his foot like rubbing on the ground you know, bouncing on the ground like thumper the rabbit you know like Ooh. <laughs> i'll bet he loves it when you do that yeah he does and and he tells me he does i mean he tells me what he likes so so um you know it's and that's very helpful when when you haven't been the pursuer and you know you don't you don't maybe you don't necessarily know the, these are the specific things that I like. Would you do them? So it's very helpful that he gets me feedback. So, sure, so what I is? I would imagine for him to to have you being intentional about letting him know when you do have a need, but reaching out and touching him and talking with him frequently and saying this is actually one of the best seasons of our marriage. I'm sure that that mm-hmm. alleviates his anxieties about. Yeah, I know that men have performance anxiety when they go through the season. How can they not? And so for you right. to communicate to your husband that my love for you, my commitment for you, and my excitement over you isn't dependent on you being able to achieve and maintain an erection, that right. that is very little to do with our relationship. I think that that's a really beautiful gift that you've given him. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a, that's a good way for me to think about it in my brain that's that's helpful good and and the one thing i do have as a question deb is the idea of uh-huh. what is what is your big concern and as you shift roles as you shift into okay i am the pursuer now so so what's your what's a big concern or fear that you have as as this as this new path is laid out hmm. uh, well rejection is always probably the first thing that I think of is is rejection and 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 I have to learn that even just like he did even those times when he says no to me it's not rejection of me it's just rejection of right then and there it's you know it's the time or he's it's just that he's not in the mood for that particular right. thing. Kind of like, hey, right. you want to go out for pizza? Mm, not really hungry for pizza right now. Not right, about exactly. you. It's just about the pizza. Yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Is there are there any others? Well, um, 
I, I'm not ready to be a non-sexual person, and that's probably my biggest fear. Okay. Is that it's just going to dwindle down to nothing. But it does sound like, though, you have a willing uh, participant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so he's it, a very willing participant. It's and, just really you coming to terms and grips with, okay, if, if this is going to happen, it's going to be more on my shoulders to make happen. Right. And I right. need to learn to grow into this role. Right. Because well, I think it's true that there are, uh, we alluded to this on shows in the past, but there are lots of marriages where the wo- where the woman is the high desire, and yeah. and she has to. To me, that's it's a it's tough it, it, from what I think of it with a woman in the sense of women aren't wired to handle rejection as well as men are often. <laughs> so, you know, for us guys, we can, eh, all right, I, I know I got another a, a attempt and another chance at bat, you know, so that's okay. But uh-huh. for a woman, it's like, okay, I really put, I really exposed myself more with this initiation. <laughs> so it's like, ah, yeah, and it hurts. I, I can't count on, you know, on one hand, the number of times in the past that he has rejected me. So it, you know, it, Okay, so it, it really is it's, you coming to grips with your role rather than right. him because you're, it sounds like you're stuck with this. I want to honor what he says of I'm okay with not having sex as often or ever again because I'm, I'm loving this intimacy. And you're saying, well, if I, if I want something different, then that could be a, not an, a dishonoring of his wish. But it's still, wait, that's your wish still and, yeah. and, and what you want. Right. So it is, it is truly a, yeah. I got to grow into this role. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, I think it's anytime, just... anytime you have to grow that you're forced to grow, it's difficult. <laughs> I <laughs> you get know, it. there are times when we just grow naturally, but yep. when we're, when we're I think put into a situation, that's when it's difficult. Yep. You had yeah, something, Shannon? I think that this is one of the healthiest transitions that I've ever heard a couple make. It doesn't sound like there's been bitterness or resentment or overwhelming amounts of rejection. Just a normal questioning of, well, am right. I not this enough? Or, you know, what about this? But I yeah. do encourage couples that, you know, even into your 80s or 90s, like there's always things that you can do to feel closer to one another. I, I remember working in a nursing home when I, not that you guys are anywhere near nursing home age, please do not misunderstand me, <laughs> but I was an aide in a, in a nursing home when I was like 19 years old. And there was a, an elderly couple that had a room down the hall and every once in a while they would ask for us to put the do not disturb sign on the door and they wanted their intimate moments alone. And we knew they weren't in there humping like rabbits or anything. <laughs> But the fact that they wanted to do whatever they were doing in the privacy of that room, you know, be skin to skin or caress each other or just hold each other or whatever, we thought that was a beautiful thing. And and I remember thinking, that's who I want to be when I grow old. I still want to be loving and touching on my husband, even when we cross the line or even when we we cross into that season of our lives where it's not physically possible for us to have intercourse Uh anymore. We can always show our love and affection toward each other. And it sounds like you guys are really being intentional about doing that even now. That's right. great. We definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, thank you for asking Deb to join us on the show. I think that this has really been a, a helpful conversation for all of us to have because the reality is we are all going to be in this season someday. Some of us <laughs> yeah. faster than others, but we are all going to, to age. And I hope and pray that we all age gracefully and that we keep our minds open to whatever we can enjoy in the marriage bed for as long as possible. Sure. And, and Deb, I want to, I want to thank you too for, for joining us 
and and your willingness to lead this down this path because I love hearing the perspective that you have yeah. that that it is that it, it's not something to be taken lightly and I don't I hope you don't hear that in the sense that oh well man but you got this such great things going mm-hmm. on so who cares about the other no 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 that's not no. at all the case I love that you acknowledge that this has been a grief process right but that he has helped you through it with a lot of comfort mm-hmm. and encouragement yeah yeah awesome. well, I, I appreciate you asking I I I, I appreciate everything that you guys bring to sexy marriage radio and and uh, and this is this has been wonderful great well thank you very much deb and if there's something else or you want to just become a permanent co-host you know, you know. <laughs> should i be nervous Corey? <laughs> not at all well deb thank you very much uh, Okay. This, thanks, this is, Corey, and thanks, Shannon. Absolutely. This you. has been Sexy Marriage Radio. delight. And if there's something that has struck a nerve or has, has sparked something in you and you want us to expand more or give us a little bit more on this or I'm, I got a question about this or this was not, whatever it may be, please send an email to, sexy, to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We love hearing from our listeners. And if you also love what you hear, please jump on iTunes. Give us any kind of review. Five stars helps us climb the charts. But we love feedback and comments as we go. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope that it is great. And that even if it's a new season of life, you can see both sides of it. Okay, there's some challenges with this, but there's also some tremendous blessings. So I hope that your path ahead is full of growth and joy and comfort. We'll see you next time.